Well, as if prices weren't already high enough, of course, the war in Ukraine has already sent lots of prices even higher as sanctions against Russia bite. We've been forewarned that we will feel the impact. Politicians have said so. Joe Biden, Christia Freeland, a sacrifice worth making, no doubt, to protect Ukraine. Easier said than done, uh, obviously, and easier for some than others. We understand that too. And then comes the politics. And there's a lot of that these days. Does anyone actually have answers about how to actually tame inflation? Probably not, says my next guest. Eugene Lang is from the School of Policy Studies at Queen's University and a fellow at the Canadian Global Affairs Institute. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. I guess in the, in the first place, the one thing that's that's been striking is just the speed with which these sanctions have been placed. And you get the sense that even the global economy hasn't really figured out exactly what the impact of these sanctions is going to be. I think that's right. I mean, as I think President Biden has said, this is the most comprehensive, um, globally comprehensive set of sanctions we've ever seen in terms of the number of countries that are participating, the number of of, uh, things that they cover and the severity of them. So this is Terra Nova, I think. This is new terrain for for Canada and for the world and, and the full effects of it. We're only two weeks into this war and I'm less than that into the into these sanctions. So I don't think we have any idea what the full effects of them will be at this time. We've already seen warnings. You mentioned from President Biden. We've seen warnings from Christia Freeland as well, the foreign affairs minister, or sorry, the uh, deputy deputy prime minister and finance minister about the pain that, that we as consumers are going to have to absorb because of these sanctions. We've already, I guess we've already seen that pain starting to manifest itself. Yeah, well, I think Canadian consumers have suffered a fair bit of pain well before this over the last two years uh, through the pandemic, at least in terms of acquiring the normal types of goods that you'd want to acquire in a timely fashion. And now we add this on top of that. Um, And in particular, the energy prices that we're going to likely have to pay and that we're already seeing effects of. That's one thing we're seeing almost immediate effects of fairly significant increases almost immediately into the price of oil and the price of gasoline because of Russia's weight in the overall supply of, 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 of oil and gas. And I thought Larry Summers, the former Treasury Secretary, put it well on the weekend. I saw him doing an interview on American television where he's, and he's been one of the people that's been um, for about a year now uh warning about inflation the inflation pressures that he saw building and interestingly the other day he said well you know no one's going to remember one or two more percent on the cpi 50 years from now that might have resulted as uh, from from this war what they're going to remember is this war and american consumers are going to have to pay more for energy prices gasoline in particular and it's i'm paraphrasing him but basically what he was saying is the small price to pay for your national security and that's what's at stake here a lot of promises i imagine will be made over the next few months as um consumers struggle with the cost of living whether it be the cost of gas um the cost of food which was already going up we know of course ukraine is one of the major wheat suppliers to the world russia does too uh, lots of things. I imagine we're going to start to see price increases over the next while. What sort of policies are available? What's in the policy kit, so to speak, for governments to try to counter it? And, and from your perspective, are any of them good ideas? I don't think there's actually that much. I mean, the central bank, the Bank of Canada, has already moved before this 
to start to tighten interest rates because general inflation, generalized economy-wide inflation in Canada was tracking at about 5%, which is way over their target range of 2%. And they indicated when they made that announcement a few weeks ago that this was the first of several uh, rate increases that we're probably going to see this year. They talked about a path forward and this being the first step on the path. So even before this war broke out, inflation was a problem in Canada, the likes of which we haven't really seen in 30 years. This adds more fuel to that inflation fire, particularly, as you say, I think more on energy prices than food prices. But food prices are estimated by some experts to be rising by 5 to 7% in 2022 before uh, this war broke out, um, before the Russian invasion of Ukraine two weeks ago. So the central bank's doing what it can do by raising interest rates, but that's going to take time to work its way through the economy. That's one thing we know about about how central bank interest rate increases affect prices. They take 12, 18 months, maybe longer to have the full effect on inflation. What governments can do, well, we've seen in Alberta, in terms of the um, gas price, the Alberta government has decided to suspend for a time the provincial excise tax on gasoline, which I think is about 13 cents a liter in Alberta, to give consumers a break. Ontario has kind of tinkered with gas price, uh, gas uh, excise tax reductions over the last few years. They might perhaps go down that path. Uh, I don't think it's a particularly sound policy idea, but I could see why some governments under pressure to do something might do something like that. It doesn't deal with the underlying structural imbalance, might even be inflationary. And most of these governments have serious fiscal problems that they're dealing with uh, owing to the pandemic, and they need all the revenue they can get. So I'm not sure that's such a great that's such a great response. We're so likely going to see a federal budget in the next, I would say, within the next four weeks, and we'll see whether there's anything in there to deal that that really deals or is aimed at dealing with with the cost of living increases, but. I don't see a lot, really, that governments can do. I think we're really going to have to suffer through this. And some Canadians, particularly those that aren't particularly well off, are going to have to likely make some lifestyle adjustments over the next little while. One of the other uh, issues that's come up a lot out here where I am in BC, uh, federally as well, is the idea of carbon taxes, or at least rises in carbon taxes. We're due for one from the federal government on April the 1st. There is obviously pressure from the opposition to not go ahead with that. How sound an idea would that be? Well, it depends on what your goals are. I mean, it's funny how uh, climate change policy can be front and center until you get into a really serious inflationary situation where energy prices, particularly on fossil fuel uh, energy sources, are very, very high and rising. And we start to realize our fundamental dependence on that. We're, We're in an energy transition, I guess, but we're in the very early stages of an energy transition. And one of the things that I guess this war in Ukraine has exposed is that we're incredibly vulnerable. I mean, we meaning uh, really advanced industrial economies are incredibly vulnerable and incredibly dependent on fossil fuel energy still. And you can't make that transition in a matter of months or even years. It's going to take a long time. So if, you know, I I don't hear people or I don't hear as much discourse in the last few weeks uh, about about cl- climate change as I do about inflation, and particularly energy price inflation. In other words, the short-term pressures are crowding out the longer-term agenda, and that happens all the time in governments. Uh, you know, the, er- the old phrase, the urgent crowds out the important, and that 
could be what's happening here. Eugene Lang, thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.